the city of Johannesburg this week declared war on hijacked buildings. On Thursday, the city arrested 23 people for illegally occupying a JMPD building. The issue of Joburg's hijacked buildings comes in the wake of last week's Marshalltown fire tragedy, where 77 people lost their lives. The tragedy highlighted Johannesburg's problem with broken down buildings. But how difficult is it for owners of hijacked buildings to reclaim their properties? And do the authorities have the capacity and the resources to rehouse the thousands of illegal occupants in these buildings? We're joined on the line by Calvin Masego, a property investor in the Johannesburg CBD, who had some of his properties hijacked by criminal syndicates. Kelvin, thank you very much for your time um, with us uh, this morning. You have had uh, extensive experience uh, with, with, with hijacked buildings. Briefly briefly tell us what your experience um, has been, how and when were your properties hijacked? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, uh, good morning, Sebenzule. Um, yes, um, my experience with the hijacked building was... Um, I've bought a few buildings uh, in the CBD, um, and um, uh, the one in question um, was in 2013, where um, I bought a building that was hijacked. Uh, obviously, the intention was then to to get the tenants evicted and then refurbish the building so that uh, it uh, I could get it into a habitable state. But the, there is a process, obviously, that you have to follow, a legal process that if you, if you have to follow when you want to evict tenants. So the challenge was that, um, you, you know, going through the legal process uh, of evicting uh, tenants, you have to go through the high court and all that. But my, my approach to it was to first go to the tenants that were staying there illegally mm-hmm. and uh, talk to them uh, um so that you get to some kind of uh, agreement for them to leave without going to going through the legal process, which is quite costly. Unfortunately, we didn't get into that agreement, and uh, I was forced to go through the legal uh, the legal route where I could I had to go through to the courts to get, get an eviction order. How, how quickly, uh, um, Kelvin, if I may, yeah. did, did the yes. the illegal occupation happen? Because I think the view, whenever we have these conversations, particularly in the last seven to ten days or so, um, building the owners of buildings are characterised as as being as being negligent or not paying attention to the property, and 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 thus creating the opportunity for the corruption and the criminal activity that takes place. Okay, so I think my case was slightly different in the sense that uh, when I bought the building, it was hijacked already. Um, ah, and the whole okay. idea why, yes, the whole idea why I bought it was that, remember in um, in the early, uh, I would say around 20, 2010, mm. we, were, we were sold this vision uh, by the then um, uh, city, uh, city of Jopek mayor, uh, I think it was Pakistan, where they were, Turning around the city of Jobek, mm. and and he invited investors to come into Jobek, so that they could come and invest and turn Jobek to what it used to be in the early, uh, you know, around the twenty, I mean, early two thousands, and uh, and and um, when the Jobek used to be a very vibrant city, yes. and uh, you know, it was safe and all that. So we 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 were assault that, and remember also, this is this was the time when. Um, we uh, South Africa just won the the uh, the twenty twenty ten 
um, World Cup. I'm sorry, to 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 to, to host the 2020 World Cup. So there's just this whole thing of that, uh, you know, let's turn around the job back and let's bring investors in, into town. So I got into that with that idea of saying we want to turn job back around so it so that it becomes a safe and uh, you know and habitable uh, mm-hmm. place. So that's when I got into it. So it's not like my building was I checked, uh, sure. you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And, so and then, put, and then the, yeah. the, the after not being able to then uh, um, negotiate, if you will, with with the um, illegal occupiers, you you had you then had to go the route of of the courts. Um, yes. uh, b- briefly, give us a sense of, of of how how the legal system was was for you. Do you feel it was in your favor at all as as the property owner? No, not at all. I, I think it's it's a very protected uh, process. Uh, first of all. I went to obviously you have to go to the to the to the, the high court, but my case took me about seven years because it had to go through all the way up to the constitutional court. Um, when we went to the high court, uh, firstly uh, we got the eviction order, um, and then uh, unfortunately the, the 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 tenants then uh, the legal tenants that were stay, staying there then approached the Seri which is a, a human rights uh, um, yes. uh, organization, social, uh, social economic rights institute, would then, uh, on the behalf of, uh, of the tenants, challenged my, my court order uh, up to a point where my court order was, was rescinded. In other words, I was not allowed to then evict the, uh, the tenants. So what then what happened was that it had to go through all the way I went to the high court, went to the Supreme Court and uh, all the way to the Constitutional Court. And that process took about seven years. Because the whole idea was that uh, you cannot, uh, these people were indigent. In other words, if we were to evict them, um, the, the they were going to be homeless. And uh, the argument was that uh, the city council uh, being government were to provide alternative accommodation yeah. uh, for them. So the, the whole idea was that uh, up until the city council had uh, alternative accommodation for these people, I couldn't evict them. I think that, that was really the whole, the, the biggest challenge yes. that I had. Yes. Because the thing is that uh, I'm not city council, obviously, I was a private investor. But at the same time, the constitutional court's judgment was that uh, you can only evict them once you, you got, um, you, you know, city council has provided alternative mm. accommodation. Mm. The challenge on the city council side was that they didn't have the resources I mean, there are so many people who are homeless. Yes. So it took them a while for them to get the alternative, or get alternative accommodation for these people. So that's why, and it was very costly. I mean, we spent over two million sure. uh, in legal fees over 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 a period of seven years. Do you have your building back now? Yes, we d- we did we did. Um, so uh, what what uh, after the Const- constitutional court judgment, what happened then is that the constitution then gave the city council. Uh, about 18 months to find alternative accommodation for these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, city council, uh, again, it, it couldn't meet that, 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 that uh, court order. Uh, I didn't comply. It took me a further two years for me to get uh, the building, and I got the building sure. only, only in, 20, uh, in 2021. When I was initially, the, the court order was that I should have got my building City Council was supposed to have got the alternative accommodation for these people by 2019. So mm-hmm. I only got mm-hmm. it in 2021. 
But but the issue here is that uh, you can imagine uh, the damage that was done to the building. First of all, there is uh, the municipality costs that are charged by the uh, by the city council. Yes. I'm, I'm still, the city council will still argue that I'm still responsible for those municipality costs, even though the Constitution Court had declared that these people were not my responsibility, by the way, the responsibility of the city council. Yeah. Ke- so Kevin, we, we are out of time, but, but just, just very briefly, having gone through this, uh, this process, a very expensive um, pro- uh, process here, which uh, uh, I suppose is not, is not entirely over if there's still the issue of, of the bill to the municipality. Just, just very briefly, wh- where, where do you think the solution is here? Because the very same um, issues you're raising, um, uh, the, the, you know, we, we heard uh, MMCs raise it as well to say that they feel as though their hands are tied when trying to reclaim illegally occupied buildings. Where do you think that the solution is uh, where, where the, the, this uh, um, could in fact be resolved for both property owners but of course for also the vulnerable people who need shelter as well? You know what, um, I think it's a very difficult one. Firstly, I understand that the city council will never have the resources to provide a common. Uh, but I think for investors, uh, I, I wish we could streamline the um, the legal process. I mean, the, the eviction process. I mean, for 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 it to take seven years to evict someone, I think it's just it's it's, it's just unreasonable mm. from a cost per, uh, perspective. So you know what? I feel sorry for people that are poor uh, in the sense that um, you know it's not uh, it's not like they like the situation. But uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm just wondering whether the, the, the city council will ever be in a situation to provide accommodation for everyone who says that I've got uh, no, you know, if, if I get evicted, I've, I won't have any alternative uh, accommodation. Uh, it's, it's difficult, um, you know, uh, because um, at the end of the day, the constitution says that the government should provide accommodation for poor people. Yeah. But the yeah. question is, does the city council have the resources to do that? I doubt very much. Calvin, let's, so, let's leave uh, it there this yeah. morning. We're completely out of time. Thank you very much for joining us right here on The Weekend View. Kelvin Masego, a property investor in the Johannesburg CBD.